Welcome to the power of The streets are all alike. The buildings are all alike. The businesses all look alike. The reason for this being that most businessmen in this country are playing a game called Follow the Follower. Oh, the theme? The theme is obviously selection and presentation, but we'll just say selection. Episode 10, let's begin. So, this is the episode where we just go all over Nike Labs. Not just Nike Store, but the Nike Lab. Very specific product. Very now, very everybody should be doing this. And when I say everybody, I'm talking even your law offices, your orthodontist, everybody. Everybody who has real estate ought to be looking at this as an example saying, where do we apply? I will tell you a company right now. I know nobody over there. It's called Granger. Granger ought to be looking at this saying, what should we be doing like Nike Labs? But before I get into it, I want to talk about I'm gonna skip that one. I've lost my Kith. Kith is amazing. The guy who founded Kith, I got his architect. We're gonna talk about it because it's all tennis shoes, Nike, Adidas, all that stuff. But I gotta talk about this. Online is going to the offline in such a massive, fast way. Think Amazon buying Whole Foods. Amazon's chasing their new HQ right now. And, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get the new HQ. But they're not the only ones. Here is a company, it's called You Tuck It. Bam, You Tuck It. So they got a really great shirt. I, I don't have any yet, but I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna check it out just because I'm, I'm like, I'm impressed by this dude. So they're an online, 90% of their stuff is online. Why would you even consider real estate? Let's hear it from Chris. We're still about 90% online. That's our kind of bread and butter, but there's about 70% of men they say won't buy online. So they wanna go and touch and feel the product. So it's, with all the marketing that we have, it's very important to allow there to be a store nearby so that if they see us, they can go into the store. We have guys coming in to sew all the time and said they've heard about us for years, but they wanted to touch and feel the product. That's right. He says, let me say, I got, he's got 20 stores or whatever, right? 90% of sales are online, but 70% of men won't buy a shirt online until they touch it. No kidding, everybody wants to touch it. And Chris knows that he's got to put in stores, even though 90% of his success right now is online. He's putting in stores. Uh, you need, you could listen to, okay. Blueprints. I'm gonna go deep into Blueprints. Uh, Complex has this series called Blueprints. I love it. Almost every single one hints to real estate. Every single one hints to design and how they broke through, how they got their success in it. But I'm definitely, I'm shoe focused on this one because Nike Labs has blown me away. Nike Labs, specifically London, the 1948 shop. It Here, look, 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 look. Can you see the headline? It says right there, five reasons why the Nike Lab is the coolest shop in Shoreditch. Shortage. If I say that wrong, I could get in trouble, but it's shortage. So Nike Labs has got it figured out. Nike does billions of dollars, billions. I'm sure Granger does a lot of money too. I'm not sure of their numbers. But if, you, if you're if you a law office or you're an orthodontist, you need to be grabbing the strategies from here. And I'll dive into it a little bit more. But before I go any further, I wanted to talk about you tuck it. They have the design of their history inside there. Why would you want a store? Why would you want a physical location? Why would that work if 90% of your sales aren't? Well, let's hear it from the founder of Chris. You have your bar mitzvah, David Z shows up, offers you the requisite envelope of cash, and you turn it away instead asking for a job. Right. Why? He was that dude growing up that like, you know, everybody in the family like just wanted 
to be. He was like the coolest dude I knew. And he was like my idol. I saw this guy like owned his own stores, did whatever he wanted to do. I was intrigued by that at a really young age. I thought that that was like something that I can do. You know, I used to see the store and like see how people were interacting there and the music and the culture and like things I would see there and it was way different than what I was seeing in Queens. I mean, I was really young, but I wanted a job. I wanted to start working there. He's got it figured out because he knew he could redo um, the feeling of the logo, the, the feeling of the culture, the feeling of the vibe. You could get your company across. It reminds me of the orthodontist that I go to here in, in uh, Clear Lake. It's not just an orthodontist. You walk in, you feel like you're on the set of a Disney space movie. It's amazing. And you go into another dentist office and it's a strip center build out. It's horrible. So take, take that lit and guess who's got the packed office? The power design wins every time. He designed it great. And of course, that's where my kids go for the orthodontist. And it's amazing. So moving on, um, this Nike thing, I started to dissect it and, and, um, you can read the article, but I wanted to go into some people who are doing the similar thing. Okay, back last last thing I'm gonna say right now on this episode about going from online only to retail. Uh, Warburg Park, they have the sunglasses. Warburg Park, they, they do these great sunglasses. They'll send you six of them. They've made it super easy online. You can choose it. They don't charge you anything. You, you see what you want, you send back what you want, then they charge you and you get it. Okay, it's a great company. Here's their physical store in Houston, Texas. Why are they doing this? Think about it. Think about it. It's said by this dude right here, uh, Chris from Utucket. You got to touch and feel it, right? All right, so what works for this Nike Lab is special editions, special uh, treatment for your clients, and special products not available in other stores. Kurt, when he started, he had two. He had the um, uh, salmon toe and he had the, um, he had the mint leaf. When he started, he put one in one store and one in the other. You couldn't even get the same shoe from the same company in both stores. Well, Nike Labs has taken this to a crazy extreme level. And that that is not just stopped on the product selection. Selection, I did say it too quick. I wanted to talk about selection. The selection of the way they display it. If you're a law office, what would you do right now? I'm asking you. You're thinking, Brad, this doesn't apply to me. We're That's retail. How would a law office, no kidding, give me a call and I'll walk you through it. So here is selection displayed differently. Wait a second, Brad, we're a church. That's our real estate, we own a church. What would we do differently? Oh my gosh, I was just in an amazing church. Huge, huge lobby, nobody wants to sit but everybody wants to stand and talk and they embraced the actual vibe. So here's inside the Nike Lab. Nike Lab has got the selection figured out because selection wins every time. You guys know the story of Home Depot? Home Depot had nothing in those boxes. When they first opened, they had thousands of boxes all over their shelves and they had nothing in them. I'm not kidding. Maybe I'll go find the footage of him explaining it. They knew selection was the design. The only thing we didn't have was money. We had $2 million to open these stores, we found four stores in Atlanta. They were 65,000 square feet. Um, it was an aberration because most stores at that time were 15 to 25,000 feet at the most. And this was a change. It was a total change from where things were then. So we had no money and um, the fable and the story that you've heard about is that we opened the store with empty boxes and empty paint cans. We went out, we bought empty paint cans. We bought thousands and thousands of boxes that were empty. We marked them up and we stacked them on the shelves. People thought it was inventory. There was no inventory. We barely had enough to make, make it go. And we opened these four stores, two at a time and then two later. And uh, 
It was a shocking success. The design comes from the selection. Anybody seen a movie with uh, the giant guns? Men in Black, they have that scene. Here, I'll show that. Okay, and also the most recent one was, um, oh, what's this movie about the, uh, the Kingsman? Kingsman has it, where it's a selection of guns, hand grenades, magic secret weapons, all these things. Selection is your design. And so then, what would that mean to John? The largest, largest consignment shop. I could not believe what he was saying. He was dropping numbers like, we have 100,000 shoes on consignment in our warehouse. He has two locations. So here, I got some notes here on, on this one here. This guy is phenomenal. He believes he'll do over a billion dollars in the next coming 10 years. And I actually believe the guy because he's got it figured out. So um, he said, the thing about why would you actually need a store? You're getting ready to launch Stadium Goods. What is the rationale that you are deciding to launch a brick and mortar store? There's a bunch of reasons why we needed a brick and mortar. One was to host intake and have a place that people could bring stuff and drop it off. Two was create this picture of what our brand was. I mean, a lot of that is the walls and the lights and the, the neon, things that you can only really present through brick and mortar. In this day and age, there's so many people trying to do the next tech thing, but for us, we wanted something that people could connect with and see and understand who we were. When you were looking at this space, you know, what were the most important things, you know, aesthetically that you wanted to establish the brand of Stadium Goods? The high ceilings, I think, were pretty important. Um, we also needed a, a space that we could white box, where we could make it look really, really clean. This was all brown brick before we painted it. Good train access, tons of trains right here on Canal. We needed something we could really craft a nice presentation for. Okay, because you can sell shoes all day long online. It's called eBay, right? He said you need to create a place, a place where the people could connect with. Um, and he knew he wanted high ceilings, white box, basically presentation. You have one piece of artwork. It's eh, it's it's a normal law office. It's a normal orthodontist office. I'm really on those right now. I don't know why, but it's normal. You put the picture frame around the artwork, around the law office, the orthodontist office and it becomes something unique. You got, and in his case, he knew he wanted high ceilings and white blocks, a place to craft a good presentation. When you can have your architecture do your marketing for you, do the closing on the sale for you, you don't even need salespeople because it's making it happen. Back on the Porsche episode, Ace, he's, he's just escorting the buyers through the system. That place is phenomenal. So that's a great example. Okay, so, um, do, you see the, do you see the selection behind there? Home Depot selection. Um, Nike Labs, it's all about selection. It's all about unique products displayed uniquely. Now, what are you gonna do about it? Play, play inside the boundaries, but blow people away and you will win. Period, end of story. Okay, so the next episode coming up. Oh, I should probably drop something in the residential because some of you guys are just pure residential. I can't, right now I got hit up to redo this. I'll put some pictures up. This shopping strip center. Blah, 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 blah. It's just a strip center. So you got to take this kind of a property because these are the ones that are everywhere and fill it up and get higher than normal rent rates. You do that, then you can justify this great design talk that I'm always talking about. There's guys that know it because they've already experienced it. And then there's, there's guys who just bought their first strip center. Maybe you got out of five rent houses and you bought a little strip center. What would you do with, good morning. What would you do with your strip center if it looked like this? Trust me, it's on my to-do list. I have to do this now, so that's it. Uh, next episode coming up is all about the big screens. They're everywhere besides the stadiums. They're in shopping areas. Over here, they're in Baybrook Mall. What would you do with a 20-foot TV screen on your property? That's what we're talking about on the next episode of The Power Up.
The Power of Paint is now on iTunes.